Presenting by Almost Sideways. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the questions. I have come here to chew bubble gum and kick ass. Are you chewing gum? Hey everybody, welcome back to Daily Nodes, presented by Almost Sideways. My name is Adam, and I'm excited. It's kind of an understatement, I think. It's 2021, thank goodness 2020 is over. Got a fun episode for you guys. The two-part thing, we're going to do some list videos here. However, I am going to not do my top 10 best movies of 2020 yet. I will be doing that with the main guys, Terry, Zach, and Todd. I'm saving my list a little bit. There's some movies that I was unable to see. Some movies I want to see that won't be coming out for a while. It's going to be tough because I know that they want to watch those movies too. I'm thinking about movies like Promising Young Woman, Minari, Nine Days. Let me see. I, I probably try sneaking Hamilton. I guess that could count as well. I have a list here. Let me let me see some other movies I really want to watch. Uh, I'm thinking about ending things as one. I want to see Wolf Walkers. Uh, uh, pieces of a woman, the father, uh, no man land, first cow, like the devil all the time, weathering with you, uh, possessor, one end of Miami, black bear, monsoon. These are just movies I want to watch, guys. That are I really I could see make my top ten. It's uh, putting those lists together are always challenging, but having movies clearly that are not coming out for February in nine for nine days, it's not coming out until. Uh, like June or something like that. So it's like it's going to be tough for these these lists to be finalized, I think. If we did have to do the list for best movies of the year, I, I have a pretty solid list, I think, a good solid top ten that I'm, I would be comfortable putting out there. But, you know, my, I think my top six are really solid for sure. But I, just, it's glaring. There's glaring holes in my list, I think. But today's episode, guys, like we're going to be doing two videos here, uh, the two things I posted on YouTube. And also be for here. Actually, no, I've scratched that. I, I, I say two things, but it's actually going to be three things. I forgot. There's another one I recorded. The first little segment will be the top 10 worst movies of 2020. I really did not go out of my way to see all the bad movies. Like, I go into a little bit of them, but there's some movies I forgot the names of, like Antebellum. I, I heard kind of negative things about that movie. Did not go see that one. I did not see Doolittle. Wasn't going to plan seeing Robert Downey Jr. talk to animals and that one didn't look good to me. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, however, I got that. That's so the top 10 worst movies come out for that. The next segment you will be hearing after the worst list will be. The top nine movie theater experiences of 2020 that I had. I only saw nine films, either the drive-in or the movie theater itself. So I talk about the movie theater experiences. I I had that cup pop in my head. I was like, you know, that's a good conversation. We're all about conversations with Almost Sideways. So let's start talking about some of our movie experiences, you know. And because uh, the movie theater is uh, kind of a hot commodity, I really want to go back right now. And with and up here in Washington, they're not opening anytime soon, so uh, it's kind of it kind of stinks. You know, I, I really do miss going to the theater con- consistently. I like I, I looked at my I keep always keep track of my Google Sheets spreadsheets or whatever. I saw nine movies in 2020, and then in the 2019. You know, I was I stepped back a little bit from YouTube. So I wasn't going every week, but I only saw like 25 movies. But the year before that, it was like almost 60 movies in theater. I was like, wow, 2018, that was a crazy year. Uh, but anyway, so that's 
theater, movie theater experiences. In the last segment of the show will be my top 10 movies that I'm looking forward to. My most anticipated movies of 2021 list. Uh, very fluctuating list. You know, it was, it, I knew which. I knew a lot of movies I'm really looking forward to because a lot of the films are, you know, got postponed and there's a lot of movies that I don't know of that are coming out in the Oscar season or whatever, but I, I think I have a really good solid top 10 here and some honorable mentions as well. Uh, really excited for a lot of the stuff coming up this year and I think that 2021 is not going just going to be a big year for movies, I hope, uh, but also it's going to be a huge year for our Almost Sideways channel, I think. Uh, the podcast is out there. You know, we hit some good milestones. Obviously, the guys hit 100 plus episodes now. I'm really stoked for them. For that, uh, I know YouTube. We are progressing. We're we're if you're not subscribed now, make sure you hit subscribe because we're almost up to 200 subscribers. It's it's crazy. We've been up doing that for two months now, posting different segments from the, their audio as well as some videos because mine are videos for them, interviews as well. Really cool stuff. And Twitter, we went over 100 followers too. So really big year uh, last year. So it, it's exciting. So anyway, uh, let's go into the first segment, top 10 worst movies. We're here to talk about the worst films of 2020. And this year has been incredibly disappointing, I feel like. On a personal level, very positive for me and my wife and my family. But overall, for going to the theater, didn't really go too much this year. Because of everything that's happened. But we're going to be talking about the top 10 worst films that, in my head, were my least favorite experiences watching this year. Lee, let me know your worst films in the comments section down below. Let's have a good conversation down there in the comments section. And also, if you're thinking you want to hear more from me, make sure you hit that subscribe button today and join the conversation. All right. So some rule of thumb here. There's a lot of films I didn't watch that were bad because I just didn't want to. That Netflix film called Cuties, no interest. Not going to see that for me or played in my household whatsoever. Uh, there's a couple other films that I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank because I know they're horrible. Uh, and they're probably not going to be on my list. You're like, hey, where's that film? Didn't watch it. Uh, War with Grandpa, I think that's one I didn't watch uh, that I could think of. Uh, there's a couple other ones I'm drawing a blank on. Uh, so anyway, we're going to move on. Time for some honorable mentions on my list. I'm going to go with My Spy, which is an Amazon film starring Dave Bautista. I really wanted more from that film. found myself really disappointed by it. Uh, the Main Event, which is a Netflix movie. I'm a big wrestling fan, and I just felt ah, it wasn't for me, so I'm not going to really like that movie as well. Uh, Hulu's Happiest Season, which is a Christmas film that came out. We did a review for it. You check that out right there. wasn't a big fan of that film either. And I'm also going to throw in Underwater at one of the – earlier 2020 films I kind of was intrigued by but didn't uh, find myself enjoying it too much. However, number 10 on my list, uh, this is a tough one to make. I'm going to go with Super Intelligence, which is streamed on HBO Max starring Melissa McCarthy. And it's directed by her husband once again. And those team-up movies don't seem to work that much anymore. I this is not as worse. This film is not as bad as Tammy, but I needed a number 10 pick. I'm going with Super Intelligence here because it is kind of silly. It's kind of dumb. And it's Melissa McCarthy trying at least, trying to be funny. And I got some laughs out of it. But overall, just a kind of a waste of a film. The plot's really stupid. The world's ending and the, the, your cell phones aren't working, but you're going to hop on a plane to go to a different country. I thought that was really un unbelievable. 
in there. Uh, Joey Mangiello, who's I, I totally butchered your name. I'm, I apologize. Uh, but he's kind of wasting this film. James Gordon shows up here. Interesting premise, but just a letdown for me. Number nine on my list is another HBO Max film. This one is directed by Robert Zemeckis called The Witches. Wow. What a disappointment this one was. I For the first time this year, I watched the original Angelica Houston Witches film, and that's a fantastic, fun watch. And I was kind of intrigued because Anne Hathaway's in this performance. I thought she could do a lot with it. And she's having fun. She's having fun. I'm not really intrigued. The CGI is really bad, and a lot of the story beats are familiar but different and not done good. It's just it's just a shell of the original film. And even though I kind of wanted the original film to go the direction where he stays a, a mouse, this one does do it. And I'm just like, oh, God, why did I want wish this upon this movie? And just found myself really kind of bored and just like frustrated that we were watching this one. The CGI is kind of really bad. And I just wanted to make, I wanted to watch the original again because that one is fantastic. Uh, number eight on my list is a film that I kind of was interested in by the poster and that has come to daddy uh, directed by Ann Timpson starring Elijah Wood. I thought the premise kind of looked interesting where he goes and sees his estranged dad. How, and he, just kind of remember him too much and it come becomes in this like this kidnapping case where this uh, the, his dad actually had a heist of some kind with his buddies and his buddies are trying to find out what the money is and it's kind of interesting characters and Elijah Wood's kind of like frantic in this movie and it's weird but it's just it's just all over the place for me and it's just it's very strange and I just I find myself just like not really caring about the film all too much and I, I wanted to see something different than this. It, I, Elijah Wood's performance alone just, can't, just makes me not want to put up any higher because he is kind of interesting in the movie, but overall the movie is just kind of a slog to get through and not much really happens. And there's a lot of, they try to put, they try to do some crazy things, but the payoffs are really bad. Uh, number seven on my list is like a boss, like a boss. Uh, direct earlier in the year, starring Tiffany Haddish and Rose Byrne, and Selma Hayek shows up here too. I'm a big fan of all three of these actresses. However, for me, this is a movie for my personal taste. I wasn't a huge fan of. I, the jokes for me, comedy wasn't hitting as much. And uh, Tiffany Haddish, I just don't want to see more of her comedies. I really, uh, obviously, enjoyed her in Girlship, and I think Rose Byrne is a very talented actress. And Selma Hayek's. You know, it's Selma Hayek. you got to watch her and everything. For whatever reason, I guess the source material just kind of let these actresses down. And I, I just found myself kind of cringing at some of the jokes and some of the plots. It was interesting to see more of the makeup business and the rivalries there. Because I we low-key, I watched a bunch of makeup tutorial videos with my wife on YouTube. And I'm kind of fascinated by that kind of world. And that um, not to be a makeup YouTuber... But just to see kind of the, their drama stories. I think that's always fun for me to watch. Coming in at number six is a film called Buddy Games, directed by Josh Dumal. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, if I'm being honest, I only got through half of this movie. And uh, that's why it's probably not even higher or lower. Uh, I, I'm putting it about half of my list because I don't, that's where I got to. And I, yeah, another comedy didn't hit the direction is kind of, it's kind of interesting first time director choice for this Josh Jamal. I've enjoyed this, him as an actor, but this one is, he's directing and it, it, nothing new, nothing exciting uh, for the camera and buddy games is 
bunch of guys going up doing crazy things, trying to have gross out humor, and it just it's cringy. Again, it's just it's oh my for me that I couldn't get half minutes. Who knows? I might go watch the back the rest of it, and it might be a lot better. But for now, I'm gonna keep it at number six. Number five, Netflix movie. Got a couple Netflix movies coming up on my list. This is Hubie Halloween, starring Adam Sandler. Is this his worst Netflix film? I don't think so. I think there's some heart to that Adam Sandler brings to this role. But he did tell you. He didn't get nominated for Uncut Gems at the Oscars last year. He's going to make a bad Netflix movie. He told you right out. And I think that Adam Sandler is a fantastic actor. We've seen this in a lot of his roles. But I don't think seeing a kind of a grown man making fart poop and vomit jokes for whatever 90 minutes to two hours is funny or good comedy for me anymore i might have liked it when i was younger and maybe when he was doing like the water boy or big daddy or something like that but for now seeing this i I feel bad for the guy uncut chips is fantastic it definitely made me want to watch that movie again so i might go watch uncut chips again but hubie halloween it's number five on my list number four another netflix film and this is another fun, funny actor playing this film. It's this movie is called Co- Coffee and Cream, uh, directed by Mike Douse. Uh, this film stars Ed Helms, and I've I've enjoyed Ed Helms. His his humor is not for everyone. I did like him a lot in The Office and Vacation. It's Vacation. It's not really that good. But uh, Ed Helms in this film, uh, this one was really hard to get through. I watched the whole thing, and again, I just I felt awkward for. This adult trying to, um, you know, dating this kid's mom and trying to win over this friendship. I thought the, this kid was like foul mouth for like, some reason, I guess. And I just, again, didn't the comedy didn't hit for me. And I think that's the, the, the key with some of these these comedies. Uh, maybe comedies are just, I'm, I'm not a huge fan, I guess. I, who knows? Uh, there's been some good comedies, but these ones I clearly know are bad. And I just, when the comedy doesn't hit, the comedy doesn't hit. The, they're trying to have some cool action set pieces here. They are kind of just over-edited, not really done well. And I guess Ed Helms just comes across as annoying and desperate in this movie for whatever reason. So number four is Coffee and Cream. Another Netflix film, guys. And that is The Holiday. It is another film that I actually was able to get a screener for from Netflix, which is I'm thankful for. However, Emma Roberts deserves so much better. Have you guys not seen Nerve and a bunch of the other movies that she's done? She's a fantastic actress. She was in We Are the Millers, even Scream. She's pierced in the hunt this year as well. But the holiday, it takes a premise of these these guy, these two this couple, or this guy and this girl, and they want to, you know, every holiday just be kind of like the person they just go on a date so they don't feel pressure to bring another person around the family or whatever. Interesting premise. And they mainly focus on Christmas. However, Christmas hardly appears in this movie. I want it. I, I kind of want. I don't know what I was expecting in this movie, uh, but I know that I what I got was what I didn't want. I just wanted Emma Roberts to have be my better stuff. And I, Luke Bracy, who plays the guy in this movie, I just felt like it was dis, discount Liam Hemsworth. He had he's an like kind of an Australian accent. He was he was ripped, but it wasn't the guy that they actually wanted to get for this movie. And it showed. It, it was just something that I wanted to see more of. I think there's an interesting premise here, but I think I've also seen this film a, a time or two. Uh, number two on my list is a film from Hulu called Crawlers. It's a St. Patrick's Day horror film. 
another one. I, I didn't know this, but this is in their Into Dark series, I guess. And maybe this doesn't qualify for a movie, but it is sitting at 81 minutes. So I'm counting it as kind of a movie for this list. It was something that the kills were interesting. The trailer was a lot better than this movie. This trailer is probably, you know, mid 50s out of the 100 movies I've seen this year alone. But uh, for me, Crawlers was just. It was another thing that I, I wanted to see cool St. Patty's Day horror film on St. Patrick's Day and get kind of that Irishy type of feel. But it was kind of an alien abduction movie that really had no frights, no scares, just really unlikable characters. And that's what I don't really like in horror films. Those those kind of films do exist that are enjoyable. This is not it. And I, I kind of want them to make another. Uh, if, if there is another movie around St. Patrick's, St. Patrick's Day that it does this film a lot better, let me know in the comment section down below. I would love to watch it and uh, report back. So, uh, yeah, Crawlers for me just falls to the bottom of the list. But the worst film of the year for me is a Disney Plus film, and you see a lot of different streaming services. This movie was supposed to come out a couple years ago. Got pushed back, got pushed back, pandemic happened, put onto Disney Plus, and that is Artemis Fowl. Didn't read the books growing up, I, but I hear great things about them. Does this movie make me want to read those books? Absolutely not. This movie, I didn't. The kid actor comes across as smug, cocky. Maybe that's how his character is, but I just found him kind of unwatchable in a way. I didn't really was intrigued by him. I didn't care about him. I kind of was like, I want the special effects. Also, another thing I didn't really care about watching. The poster is fantastic. That poster is one of the top ten posters of the year. But this movie is definitely bottom of the barrel for me. Probably worst movies overall. And I know I know some of the movies, like I'm going to get comments in the comment section. One of them I actually have seen, and we'll talk about that in the comment section. But Artemis Fowl for me, bad action, bad acting, bad story, just overall just poorly paced, edited film. I definitely understand why Disney put this on Disney+. Plus. Definitely not going to get a sequel, even though they probably set it up for one. But that's that's my ranking, guys. I know that my list isn't perfect. I know that some there's a lot worse films in your guys' minds that didn't make my list. But those are the ones I've saw. I try to stay away from some bad films this year. And so heck, sometimes a film that gets a consensus bad, I kind of enjoy sometimes. So a couple days ago, I kind of had an idea pop into your head, and you when you have those ideas, you just kind of brainstorm and you kind of go with it. And I wanted to talk about 2020 one last time. I know 2021 is here, and that last year was horrible and everything. But I thought of something that I thought could be a good conversation starter. The movie theater experience. Granted, they didn't really happen too much last year because of the closures with the pandemic and everything. But I was able to go to the theater nine times. That was two times going to the drive-thru as well. And I wanted to talk about the movies that I went to see in theaters as well as the experience that involves going to the theater. There's a lot about, you know, a lot of talk about theaters possibly not being in existence anymore with the uprising of streaming services like HBO Max and Disney Plus and a lot of great movies going on to those services. But I wanted to take a second to take a step back, talk about the movies I actually went to theaters and saw on the big screen, where a lot of these good, a lot of these big movies should be seen. Even smaller films that are quieter definitely deserve to be on the big screen. Uh, but before we get started, I need you guys to do two things. If you guys love having movie conversations, make sure you hit that subscribe button. 
And also leave in the comments section down below your favorite movie theater experiences. Now, if you didn't actually go to a theater per se, and that your theater was in your own home, in the comfort of your couch, let me know some of your favorite films that you saw in the comfort of your own home, because that is a theater essentially too, right? So with that said, Again, I only went to see nine films. You will see a couple 2019 movies because at the beginning of this 2020 year, we go and go see those award-containing films. So, and again, two movies I did go see at the drive-in. One is actually not from 2019 or 2020. So, uh, be just be aware, be mindful. Look in the description box of this video or podcast wherever you're listening to it on. You will see the nine films that I went to see. And heck, if you want to, you could even rank the films in the comments section. Whatever you want to do, really appreciate it. Just make sure you subscribe and join the conversation. That's what I really care about. So coming in at number nine on my list for my, you know, it was a good experience. I'm going to go with Spies in Disguise. Now, not a really good film in my opinion. I really wasn't a fan of this Tom Holland, Will Smith you know, animated movie. However, the experience of going to the theater with my daughter, because she was super excited, and she actually enjoyed this movie a lot more than anybody else in the family. Um, anybody else in the family, and even she's seen her on HBO Max now a couple times. Uh, so, it's for me personally, it's my least favorite experience, but be able to watch a child watch a film that she's actually really enjoying and laughing at the jokes kind of warms my heart i really enjoy going to the theater with her because now she's getting to the age where she's actually paying attention she doesn't squirm a lot she wants to eat her popcorn while she enjoys the movie i'm just a kid after my own heart i'm training her right at least i'm trying to uh, but overall this is the one film on my list that i really didn't enjoy out of the other movies that i did watch so for me it didn't work but the experience just going with my daughter was a lot of fun so that's awesome uh, number eight on my list is actually a movie I went to see at the drive-in, which, you know, theaters were kind of closed near the end of last year. Uh, I think we saw this about in August. So the theaters are definitely were closed in Washington and they don't look like they're opening up anytime soon. However, the drive-in was open. So I wanted to support a local business. So we packed up the car, all five of us in our household went over to the drive-in and we watched How to Train Your Dragon. Now, this film obviously came out a while ago, and this was a DreamWorks animated film, and I absolutely, you know, love this movie. I think this is one of the top-tier Pixar, not Pixar, ooh, I almost got in trouble there, a DreamWorks animated studio, a DreamWorks film, and it's just a great family film, and we had a great time watching as a family. We were kind of getting that kind of like restless to being in the house all the time. So we wanted to go out, support a local business, kind of stretch our legs a little bit and go watch a movie. And it was a lot of fun going to see this film. I'm putting it near the bottom of my list for the simple fact is there's five of us in a big, a big car. And I somehow was sitting on something and my back started hurting and it was kind of uncomfortable. It's you're sitting in a car for like two plus hours for this one and great movie, fun time. Ah, my back was hurting though. So uh, number seven on my list is a film I saw in uh, January, late January. And this is Knives Out. Now I did see this film in 2019, but this was a film that I went to see with my dad. It's a part of a, a second film of a double feature that we had that day. And I will talk about the first film la later on. Uh, Knives Out was a very fun film. Uh, basically 
we were just trying to figure out. We kind of just drove up to the theater one day, him and I. And we decided, okay, what movie are we going to see? We were, we were going to see our first film no matter what. And then we went out to lunch and we're like, okay, let's see the show times. What's playing around this time? How long is the wait between films? And we were almost leaning towards Star Wars Rise of Skywalker. However, we, he hadn't seen The Last Jedi or he can't even remember if he saw Force Awakens. So I was like, nah, let's stick away from Rise of Skywalker. I wasn't a huge fan of that movie. Let's go see Knives Out again. I, I enjoyed that one. It's fun. Um, but it was kind of a long day. I think we, we started at like – nine in the morning or whatever. And I think by the time we saw knives out, it was two. So I was getting kind of, there's some time in between the films, but it was a good time to talk and it was a, a fun time. And he, we both enjoyed it. It's kind of like a remastered clue for this, <laughs> this uh, generation. And he, my dad really actually enjoyed it quite a bit. And we had a lot of fun with it. Uh, the second time around though, I felt that it was a little slower. I was kind of checking my phone, which I'm not, you know, very quietly like, peeking at it see what time it was kind of kind of wanted to get over because i was getting kind of tired uh because it was kind of getting to a long day nothing wrong with the movie whatsoever i really do enjoy enjoy it it was a fun experience going with my dad and then actually talking about the movie talking about the characters who we liked who we didn't like it was a fun experience watching this kind of whodunit with my dad and seeing if he would have known uh if he knew that who whatever the, the outcome was at the end of the movie uh and talk about him in the, the parking lot that so that was a lot of fun um that way. So, uh, number six on my uh, best experience list is X Men: The New Mutants. Yes, we went to the drive-in to see this one as well. We saw this the week before um, before Tenant came out, and we were kind of hoping Tenant would go to the drive-in. However, you the 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 ruling for that film is you have to have a theater open in your district for that movie to play the drive-in, and the the district or that uh, county wasn't playing their theaters weren't open there was one theater that did have tenant but i we couldn't go for whatever reason unfortunately so uh, but anyway new mutants was another one that my daughter came with us and my wife and i so it was just the three of us got out of the town just go, went, go a couple hours like, like an hour away to go to the drive-in it was a fun experience i think we got uh, we got some food i think we got uh, some burgers or something like that too so we we got our, our tasty burgers and we went to the drive and watched New Mutants and my daughter fell asleep kind of fast. There were some spots in the film that actually kind of creeped my wife out. And granted, I know it's not like necessarily a great movie. However, I, I think it could have been a lot worse considering all the delays with it. The only downside watching this movie on on um, the, the drive-in was that it's kind of a darker, there's some darker sequences in it. And because it's a drive in, you don't get the full coloration of the screen. So there was kind of that you couldn't really tell what was going on. I still had enjoyed it a lot more than most people did, but I do know it's not a great film, but the experience going, I was, it was definitely um, a lot more comfortable this time. I made sure I brought extra blankets to lay down in the back of our car so we can uh, be comfortable and not, uh, be cramped up or whatever but it was a, it was fun experiences going out hanging out with this stuff this the three of us and going seeing a movie superhero movie and again we had a lot of fun with it so that's the most important thing uh number five on my list for best experience was when we went to see bad boys for life yes i the number one film grossed uh the number one grossing film of for domestically anyway, and uh, it was Bad Boys for Life, which is crazy to think about. Everyone would have guessed that was be the film, and we saw this in Fe I believe it was February, I think. So we caught this one a little bit later, 
But my wife and I got out of town. It was her and I before pre-pandemic, and we went over to Portland, Oregon. We got a hotel there, and I think we actually we stayed in like in Portland, but we drove back up because the show the show time we really wanted to see Bad Boys, and the only one we were catching a wrestling event later on the that afternoon, and um, NXT Portland. If you guys are big wrestling fans, but anyway, uh, we wanted to see Bad Boys for life, but the only show time was like over in. Um, what is it? Vancouver, Washington. So we drove up there, uh, drove over to Vancouver and went to see the movie. And we had a blast with it. It was a really cool theater. It was kind of like, it felt like a VIP. There was recliner chairs there. It was a theater we'd never been to before. Uh, super clean. <laughs> I guess I say I'm saying super clean, but it's pre-pandemic stuff. Uh, but it was it was cool. It was not a sold-out show. We caught a matinee. It was a fun experience. We had some good laughs in it. And overall, it was just a really fun film to go to the theater, just her and I. And she wanted to see this one for a long time anyway. So it, it was overall just a fun, great experience at the theater. And I actually would go back to that AMC in Vancouver because it, it was a very unique. It was like a two-layer theater where we had actually to go to see the Bad Boys for Life. We, we had to go to the second floor of this mall to go to get to that screening. So a pretty cool, kind of interesting, a little different. Uh, but anyway, Bad Boys for Life. Number four on my list is the first film of that double feature I was talking about previously, and that this film is 1917. Now, I needed to see this movie before my top ten of the 2019 best movie list, and I absolutely love this film. This film actually wound up being my third favorite film of 2019. And the experience watching it with my dad was fantastic. He didn't really know anything about it, and he's, not, he's a casual viewer, uh, moviegoer. So... He's basically just whatever you want to watch, you know, just just pick something and we'll go watch it. And I said, let's go see 1917. I think that's going to be the best movie for both of us to go watch. And as we're sitting there watching the film, and of course you guys know the Roger Deakins, you know, Sir Roger Deakins at this point, uh, his uh, cinema, cinema, uh, cinematography, <laughs> that's the word, is just crazy. They try to do that one shot type tactic type of thing. Um, and my dad leaned over like halfway through and he's like, are they filming this on a GoPro? How are they filming these shots? They're like they're pretty crazy. And best part about this one, we were on the edge of our seats and he kept on leaning over a couple of times, gathering his thoughts. And it was very interesting. That's the first time my dad and I really talked about technical aspects of a film. And it was very, uh, very awesome because I don't really get it. My wife and I watch movies, but we don't actually talk about like in-depth reviewing it and decide that's right out of the theater. And my dad and I went over to like Five Guys Burgers and, you know, got a, a bite to eat. And we were just eat, talking the whole time about this movie and just how they shot it. Kind of little tracking shots, little like time, the time jumping that they do in the movie. We're talking about that, the performances, the ending battle and um, talking about that could be like this uh, generation saving Private Ryan or something like that. Uh, really just cool conversation that it, it kind of it came out of this. Uh, this film experience. And I don't think if I didn't go see this with my dad, I would have had that necessarily. Heck, I bought, found it on 4k, which I want to revisit that my wife originally didn't want to watch this movie. And now I finally talked her into it. So eventually we'll have to watch it again. So 1917 is probably my fourth favorite uh, viewing experience this year. Uh, number three was freaky starring Vince Vaughn. And it was just like, uh, that was, something that I wanted to go see a movie in the theater. There was a small window up here in Washington that the actual theaters were open again and went to see it at the AMC 
theater over here in one of the cities and man what an experience being back in the theater it was like oh my goodness this is i miss this place and it's crazy once something's gone taken away from you you don't really appreciate it until it's gone and going to see freaky was just such a fun experience going in scan checking into the amc app uh, picking your seats out of course it was very safe um, that was one thing that i was like okay it's just gonna be my wife and i will mask up no worries we'll be safe and uh, I was really, I was really happy with how AMC treated this experience. And you know, going, we get we stood in line, had the distance to park to get our little popcorn or our little candies or whatever. And then we went in and sat in our theater, and we just had so much fun. We were laughing, we were on the edge of our seats with some of the kills, and just uh, uh, had a lot of fun with this film. And you know, and it seemed like everybody did. And just it felt like we never left, but then it also felt like I hadn't been there forever. It was kind of one of those weird uh, feelings that you have. But I definitely missed going back to the theater. I wish we would have seen more movies in theaters this year. And Freaky probably could be my favorite experience. But the top three are going to be are kind of are really tough to differentiate the different experiences because they're all unique, but also very kind of personal at the same time. So Freaky is my as of right now it's my third favorite movie experience of 2020. Uh, number two on my list, getting the top two. Birds of Prey or The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Now, this movie was a lot of fun. I really like this a lot better than Suicide Squad. I've said this before. Margot Robbie is like the perfect Harley Quinn. And seeing it on the big screen, um, this is actually when we went down to Portland, going back to the Bad Boys for Life conversation. We saw this the day before. We went down early to go see some movies, and we went to see Harley Quinn or Birds of Prey. And we had a lot of fun. There was a theater down here um, in Portland. I think it's close to close to Beaverton, uh, Oregon. So we drove down there to go see this film. And they actually take your order of food and they deliver it to your, you know, your seat. But it's not like just regular burgers and fries or popcorn or whatever. No, this is like it's like dining. I don't. I can't remember exactly what I ordered, but it was delicious. I think it was like some kind of. I think I believe I ordered some kind of pasta, and my wife ordered like. It's like a uh, rice peel. I don't know some some kind of. I can't remember exactly what the dish was, but I know it was. I know it tasted really good. I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was kind of one of those unique experiences. It was like this really nice restaurant attached to the AMC theater, so the restaurant was shipping food into the theater into the seats. So, a really unique experience considering it was one of those ones that. Uh, it was kind of a special getaway weekend for us, and we wanted to see this movie. And then we had, of course, we just laughed, and we had a great old time watching the movie itself. And then we went into like to our hotel and got checked into Portland, just kind of like traveled around the city, see the sights and stuff like that before the next day where we went to see Bad Boys for Life and go see our wrestling event. So really fun experience there, one of my favorites. I do remember that. I want to go back and try that food again and hopefully remember it this time. But easily my favorite movie experience is actually kind of um, one of those movies that it's going to probably be one of my favorites in my head a lot. Not maybe the best movie of the year. However, it's going to be a personal pick. And that film is Sonic the Hedgehog. It was my birthday weekend. So uh, mid-February. Uh, always go see a movie on that weekend either with my wife and we, now we take our daughter. But my daughter, I let my daughter pick, and she wanted to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. She's been asking for it for the longest time. But she said, can we bring our, my cousin and also invite Grandpa? And so Grandpa came along, 
and watched the movie with us and 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 we had a blast man like looking over we had all all five of i guess they yeah, all five of us sitting in the seat in the row or whatever and i'm just looking over at my daughter and she's all snuggled up next to her grandpa watching sonic the hedgehog and we were laughing my daughter and i really were geeking out about this experience and about the film especially that in credit sequence when tails shows up and then we get jim carrey being super mr robotnik uh crazy fun stuff and my daughter watches the sonic the hedgehog tv show and i used to play the sega show so we're trying to mix those two worlds together and watch it on the big screen with her it was a lot of fun we had a great old time uh, but on a personal level uh this is a little maybe a little hard for me to get through so bear with me if you don't mind uh my actually dad uh passed away in 2020 in uh, november um but so this was the last movie I was able to watch with him, and uh, it's tough. Uh, it, it's it was tough. It came, it came out of nowhere. Uh, it wasn't because of the, uh, the virus or anything. That's what, how, why he left. But it was just kind of something that happened. Uh, very tragic and re really unexpected. It really was. Really, it really was. But I will always remember this experience because not only was it the last time I was able to go see a movie with my dad, but it was just that we had that whole fun experience where my daughter was there and grandpa was there and we had a lot of fun. We were laughing and seeing this film and I'm just, I'm thankful that it was actually good too. And so this, when I do my top 10 best movies of the year, this is definitely going to be mentioned as an honorable mention, at least because it's, it has that close personal relation. It's like, this will always be in my head as the movie that my last movie that I saw with my dad. So I always have a close personal relationship touch with, I guess. Um, so it, when I was coming up with this list, this is easily the, my, the number one pick for me. And it was like, nothing came close to it. So, well, anyway, now that I got really emotional uh, with me, what was some of your guys's uh, best experiences going to the movie? And I said, if you had some experience where you were just at home watching movies, let me know those too, because I would love to have a good conversation down in that comments section down with you, because it's a place for conversation, guys. And I want to have this good conversation about movie theaters, and hopefully we get to see some movies in 2021. And who knows, if we see a lot more movies in theaters next year, We'll maybe do do this conversation uh, coming in 20, early 2022. Who knows? That's planning ahead. I'm doing my best, and we're growing. We're on our way to 200 subscribers. Starting off, we're really doing good. I really appreciate all your guys' support. With 2021 finally here, guys, we're going to be talking about the top 10 movies that I'm really looking forward to seeing in theaters, streaming, whatever the case may be. I'm hoping these movies come out in 2021. I want to watch them. I want to devour these movies. I'm excited for this year. There's a lot of good potential uh, for big movies. A lot of 2020 movies moving over here. So really excited for my list. And let me know in the conversation down in the comments section what you guys are looking forward to. And let's have a good conversation down in the comments section as well. The conversation doesn't stop at the end of this video. We also have a podcast streaming on Apple, Spotify, Pandora, and Stitcher, hosted by Terry Plucknick, Todd Plucknick, Zach Saltz, and myself. I dropped some audio there too. And yeah, make sure you subscribe to it. The link's going to be in the show notes of this episode. Anyway, got to go with some honorable mentions for my most anticipated movies of 2021. I uh, wrote a lot of stuff down. I'm only going to give you guys uh, five 
five honorable mentions right now. However, there's so many movies, and I, I know I left some stuff off my list. However, I, the first movie I'm going to say is Gucci, which is coming out later on in 2021. Fantastic, great big cast, Adam Driver's in it, a bunch of other people that I'm drawing a blank on. But Gucci is something I'm looking forward to. I, I think Lady Gaga's in that movie too. But yeah, looking forward to that one. I, I think Ridley Scott's attached to direct, which I'm not a huge, a big Ridley Scott fan. I know, shocking. But yeah, Gucci's one I'm looking forward to. So just because the cast looks phenomenal and the subject matter is kind of interesting too. So uh, another honorable mention is Jackass Four. I hopefully this movie. I heard some, I heard some behind the stuff camera stuff. I was going on with that, but I'm kind of a fan of the old MTV show, like the other movies too. So I got to put this on my list. Uh, another honorable mention is Spiral, which stars Chris Rock and Samuel L. Jackson shows up, and it's kind of uh, in the saw franchise so i'm really interested i was kind of really hoping to talk about one of the saw movies um that last year so i really wanted to see this so you'll probably get a saw one at least a saw one review before that one comes out uh nobody uh, starring bob odenkirk who's better known for better call saul really excited kind of the john wick taken style film and i i really like that trailer that came out a few weeks ago i've got to see nobody and my last one is Halloween Kills. It got postponed full year from Halloween. Love the twenty uh, few years twenty eighteen film. Great, thing, you know, red con of the Halloween franchise. But Halloween Kills looks pretty cool, and I'm gonna be first in line for that film. Number ten on my list is Raya, the last and the last dragon. This is a Disney animation film. A fantastic animation style. I really have been really impressed as of late for these Disney animated films. And with like Moana and Zootopia come to mind. And this one looks like it's going to be fantastic. A lot of cool things that are happening in here. A very amazing look like Warrior there as well. And my goodness, the visuals that this film was able to pull off in that little trailer just got me so hyped. Didn't really know anything about it other than like a still image. And it immediately just skyrocketed up my list. I'm like, I'm looking forward to taking my daughter to that because I think she's going to have a blast of that film. Really hoping that that's going to continue the trend of the upward trajectory. Wow, I said that wrong. Weird. Uh, of Disney animation. And who knows? It could hopefully, fingers crossed that it's really good. Number nine, coming in at number nine, is Nine Days. Now, this is technically a 2020 film, but it got postponed all the way to like June or something like that. Now, this one stars Winston Duke and Sassy Beats and a fantastic cast. I've heard nothing but phenomenal things about this movie. I'm a huge Winston Duke fan. I'm not going to – no no shame about it. I, I'll i watch anything this guy's in. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this is no different. I'm hearing great conversations about this movie and some of his best work. They're saying like best – you know, give him a, a nomination for best actor, which I would be all for. But nine days, I won't. I probably won't be able to see this one, so until 2021. So putting it on my list as most anticipated. Uh, number eight is Malcolm and Marie, which is going to be on Netflix. I think this comes out in February. I guess technically it could be um, in that Oscar campaign this upcoming this this for 2020 movies and. For this one, it's a weird kind of gray area for the Oscar race, but counting as a 2021 movie, and this is Malcolm, like I said, Malcolm and Marie starring John David Washington and Zendaya. Zendaya. Uh, really, just that cast alone, the suit people waiting on like reviews to post, sounds phenomenal. It's black and white, and I 
those the, again, the cast is just, uh, let alone is great. You know, I, I really enjoy Dave, John David Washington, Black Klansman, as well as Tenet. I thought he was really good in both of those movies. It's Zendaya. I enjoy her in like Greatest Showman and Spider Man, but I, I need to see Euphoria. But she's looks for everything I've seen from that show is phenomenal. I've seen clips. She's great, and uh, looking forward to seeing this one as well. It's up on my list. I'm trying not to see any trailers for this one because I don't. I just want to go into completely blind. Uh, number seven is A Quiet Place 2. One of the, my favorite uh, horror films from the last couple years is A Quiet Place. Like the premise, John Krasinski is returning for this one as, and behind the, the chair. And yeah, Emily Blunt kicking butt in very quietly though. Seeing expanding the world is gets me excited. I don't know necessarily needed a sequel, but I'm intrigued enough to put it on my list here. And I, I'm I kind of just want to see more what what they do and what's the next step for this little upcoming franchise. Who knows? Uh, number six on my list is Last Night in Sallow. Probably said the last word wrong, but this is an Edgar Wright film. I have been a huge fan of Edgar Wright. From like Shaun of the Dead, uh, Hot Fuzz, uh, and uh, Baby Driver, all fantastic movies. Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. I really haven't been uh, too disappointed with any of his movies. I wasn't a huge fan of At World's End. However, I still can have a lot of fun with that movie. And this kind of looks like it's going to be like a kind of a horror type of film. And again, this is another one I don't really want to read the synopsis for. I just kind of want to go in blind. Sometimes I do that with directors, and I'm picking these Malcolm and Marie and Last Night at Silo to just completely go in blind with it, to be kind of swept away in that emotion and that and that experience. So definitely number six for me is going to be what Edgar Wright does. So exciting. Uh, number five is Spider-Man Three, which is going to be like a Spider-Man Homecoming, the next MCU film. I was hesitant to put this movie on my list because I just I don't want to get anticipation too high. But it, it intrigues me of all this people they're bringing in, like Doctor Strange, uh, possibly Willem Dafoe, uh, Tobey Maguire might be back, Andrew Garfield's confirmed, you know, uh, Jamie Foxx is coming back, Alfred Molina is coming back, a ton of people, Kristen Dunst, you know, so many people going to reprise their roles in this film. I don't think it's going to be have huge. You know, screen time, but you know, it's interesting to see them all come to reprise the role, be bringing the Spider Verse to the MCU slash Sony. I kind of want to see Tom Hardy kind of appear, maybe in the post credit sequence or something. And, and then you would have to tie in Morbius at some point too, because that they clearly showed more uh, in the Morbius trailer. Vulture, Michael Keaton's character, show up in that trailer. So somehow those movie, all these Spider Man and this Sony universe are all connected somehow. Uh, yeah, it's it's kind of confusing. A lot of moving parts there. So Spider Man kind of kind of demanded me to put it in there. So number five is where I'm gonna put it. Now my top four are all from 2020 movies. Um, no new releases in the top four here, uh, but they're all ones that were battling it out from last year too. Number four for me is Ghostbusters Afterlife. Now I really like Ghostbusters. I'm not a big fan of the 2016 version, the all female cast. It's not like I hated it because that just the story was horrible. Uh, I thought they did fine, but this one looks like it's going to be a hard re like not a reboot, but kind of tie into the original films, but down to earth, down grounded in reality, kind of Stranger Things esque type of stuff. So, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I'm really excited and intrigued by this movie. I look Paul Rudd's in it, so it's all, I'm always on board when Paul Rudd's in anything. So. I got Ghostbusters Afterlife. Number four for me. I wish I could put it up a little higher. But number two, three is Top Gun Maverick, another film 
that I was so excited for. That tra Every trailer so far has been phenomenal. It got me super excited to see this movie. And Tom, Tom Cruise reprising his role as Maverick. I'm really intrigued by it. I think there's a lot of uh, play that actually looks better than the original Top Gun. And I think Top Gun is kind of a pretty much like average movie. It's I get it's, I think it's good. I don't necessarily something I have to rewatch too much. I did just find it on like 4K on Black Friday, so I'll have to go back and revisit it and maybe do like a follow-up review before this movie comes out. And yeah, uh, I'm interest, interested by Top Gun Maverick a lot. I just think it looks great. Uh, number two, really tough the last two choices. Number two is going to be Dune. Villeneuve. I apologize if I said his name wrong. But his his filmography has been really dang good. I haven't seen his, his first film in Cindy's quite yet. I definitely got to make that happen before Dune comes out. I haven't even seen the original Dune, but I just it's his director. He's in the director's chair. The cast is phenomenal. The trailer was fantastic, and then obviously everything happened. It was supposed to come out at Christmas around Christmas time this last year, and then they got put back to HBO Max. And then HBO Max said this movie might might not be on HBO Max anymore. So a lot of confusion about what's going on with this movie. I just hope it comes out in 2021 because I want to watch it right now. Like I said. Uh, Denny, it just got he got the director just got nominated for best director for Arrival, but his other filmography, his other films have been fantastic, like Prisoners, Enemies, been a, it was a mind trip. Definitely got to rewatch that one. And you know he's he's been really dang good. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Let's not forget that one. So of course, Dune had to be I had to be there as well. I had to be. I, I want to see that on the big screen for sure. And number one, gosh, this is number one for last year too. No time to die. James Bond, Daniel Craig's possible last outing as the the hero and uh, Bond, Mr. Bond, is back on the big screen. I got to go see every single James Bond movie on the big screen if I can, uh, because this is a, that franchise is something that I grew up watching. I didn't I haven't seen all of them, mind you. However, when they are on those big marathons, I would watch them with my grandfather, and it was a lot of fun. I watched it with my great grandmother too, and. James, it's James Bond and Daniel Craig's second butt in it. The trailer looked amazing. Like it looks like some, it's gonna be the best outing that he's done. And I love Skyfall. Skyfall is like top five, top three for me. How great it is! But No Time to Die looks even better than that. I'm really intrigued by this. I just really don't want to get disappointed, and I don't want uh, them to, you know, hopefully it's not a letdown. But as of right now, it's my most anticipated movie of 2021. Anyway, guys, let me know in the comments section down below if you agreed with my list. Are there some movies that I mentioned that you are excited for? However, what are you really looking forward to? Let me know in the comments section down below because that's your opinion is what I really care about. I want to know. Have a good conversation down in the comments section. Make sure you guys check out our podcast. Links are in the show notes of this episode. And make sure you also subscribe here on YouTube for more movie reviews, movie conversations particularly. That's, I love having conversations. We're going to talk about some movies here. So, Anyway, until next time, I will see you later.